Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside James, my name is Ryan. I am extremely late. I apologize, but it's been a day, guys. It's been a day. But this is definitely a good way to end said day. The Dallas Stars completely dismantle the Nashville Predators 5-1. to one. Thank you, Dallas Stars. They return to the Stanley Cup playoffs for the fourth time in five years. And, James, I could not be more excited about where this team is at right now. And, yes, I know it's Nashville. And, yes, I know everything is we're, – we're, we're playing teams that we should beat. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like seriously, you see, I, Saros I couldn't save this one for them. He, he he couldn't save it for him this time. <laughs> well, he's I, been he's been like the only reason why they're even still in the playoff race right now, and they really aren't anymore with the Knights' loss. But it, it he's the sole reason that team is any good at all. It's absolutely incredible to look at the roster of this team compared to. You know, the team that we saw even just a couple months ago, maybe, or whenever the last time we saw them. And the fact that it is completely different. I mean, Nito Niederreiter is not there right now. Matt Duchesne is hurt. Philip Forsberg is hurt. Roman Yossi is hurt. I mean, uh, Matthias Eckholm is now an Edmonton Oiler. I mean, there's it's just completely I, I think, different. I think the stat was they had eight skaters from opening night still on the roster right now. <laughs> eight? 
That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And it kind of goes to show you what the Nashville Predators have kind of gone through this season. And it's, I, I do feel bad for them, but at the same time, they're the PCATs. No, I don't. So <laughs> screw them. Screw the PCATs. Okay. Anyways, James, uh, what's your initial thoughts uh, coming out of this game? Because, again, it, it's just like the game against the Arizona Coyotes. There are so many things to talk yeah. about with this game. I mean, it, and the one thing that the, the biggest difference between the Coyotes game and this game is that we were, we're playing a more desperate hockey team in this one. I mean, Nashville, they weren't going away like the whole time. They were trying for most of the game, I'd say, till till it went down like four nothing. They they were fighting for every inch of ice. I think that you got to take the biggest storyline out of this game being how incredible Jason Robertson is. Yeah, I mean that. He scores four points again tonight, and he makes it ten points in four <laughs> nights in three games. That's stupid. To, to hit a hundred points, that is absolutely stupid. It's ridiculous. Like I, I did not expect for him to yeah. to to, to get, get to a hundred points tonight. I expected him to get it done by the end of the season, but not in the next freaking game. Like, yeah, come on, man. He scored that last goal. I was like, oh, he hit ninety nine, and and then it's like, oh, wait. That was the fourth point of the game. That's 100. We've seen a lot of good players come through this town. A, a lot of good players. But I would argue that we have not seen a player like this since Mike Madonna. And when you mention yourself in the same name as Mike Madonna, that in and of itself is a compliment. And not only is he in the same conversation, he has surpassed by quite a bit now that record that Mike Madonna used to hold and the single season points record. I mean, he, he's he's and, clobbered it. And, and that's that's where we're kind of like Mike Madonna's still better because Robertson still has a long way to go to prove that he's truly better than Mike Madonna. He's got yes. lots of playoff series to go and many more seasons. I would argue that to make Jason Robertson a complete legend for this team, he's got to go and win the cup. He's got to go in the cup. So even if it's not this season, I mean, he's still only 23 and he has such a long career ahead of him. And the guy is freaking fantastic. I mean, you can't say enough about Jason Robertson and what he's done for this team. Uh, let's talk about another player that I really want to get into tonight. And it, he made his day re-debut after being out for a month and a half. And that's Mr. Scott Wedgwood. I mean, I know that we talk about Jason Robertson and how good he was tonight. And we'll talk about Miro here in a second. But this game is not five to one if it's not for the play of Scott Wedgwood, especially at the beginning of the second period. Yeah. I mean, he was he was spectacular, honestly. There were lots of it, it there weren't like a crazy amount of chances but lots of shots and when the chances did come he stopped them so it was it, it was a really good night from wedgwood he looked awesome what i really noticed about wedgwood and i like the word that razor uses that he was explosive so there is one particular play it was when nashville was on the power play and he wasn't quite 100 percent sure where it was but as soon as he knew where it was he was able to kick it out and that did not allow Nashville to get to that rebound. And it 
you know, didn't allow Nashville to score a goal or even get a scoring chance off of that shot, even though it was a, a pretty good cycle at that point by Nashville. So that is something that I really enjoyed. And I, I looked back at this game and I thought, he's really missed a month and a half. He did not look like it at all. He looked no, he, fantastic. That conditioning game in the AHL must have helped him a ton because he looked he looked ready for this game. And it couldn't have been at a better time because I mean, I mean we're like we're five games away from the the playoffs, and if something happens to Otter or I don't know, I feel a lot more comfortable with Scott Wedgwood than Matt Murray. No offense to Matt Murray, <laughs> I, I think he's going to be good in his own here in a couple seasons, but man, uh, Wedgwood is such an important piece of this team. And I'm, that was one of the best trades that I think Janelle has ever made. He, he only traded a fourth round pick to get this guy. And this guy is only $1 million on the cap right now. That's the other thing is he, yeah. he's doing it for a bargain. Yeah. So, okay. Lots of other players that we need to, uh, talk about. Obviously, uh, we need to talk about, Oh, Let's get into let's do happy stuff still. Let's get into Miro. Uh, Miro getting passed, and I th think now he has six assists in the last three games. So he's showing how well he is doing offensively. But again, he's still making the plays defensively. There was probably about three or four times I wrote on my notes tonight. Good play, Miro. Good play, Miro. Good D play, Miro. And it yeah. was just it, he does it so consistently, and he's just he's got to be one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Uh, he has to be the best defenseman with his stick for sure. I mean, it, it's seriously, I mean, Razor talks about it all the time. It's like a, just another appendage for him. He uses it like his own arm. He just whacks it away. He, he does crazy stuff. The other thing I really noticed about his play this year is with John Klingberg, like officially like gone, gone. I think that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to Mira Aiskin. And he doesn't have to live in the shadow of John Klingberg anymore. And I mean, especially when you look at the power play points that he's put up this season, it's dramatically different compared to last season. I think like last season he had 11 and this season he's like up to 30 something, I think, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, he, he continues to be why the Dallas Stars are going to be a really good team going forward, not just this year, but, you know, for the next decade. Yeah, he's he's been ridiculously good. I also want to talk about uh, Colin Miller tonight, who I thought had a really good game. He had a couple of turnovers, but because of the great back check by the forwards tonight, it was a great two-way play by with uh, the defenseman getting in on the offense tonight and then the forwards kind of helping out defensively tonight. Sagan, I need to shout oh out for, to yeah. Sagan. He had such a good game for not getting on the score sheet other than the very last goal, which at that point is kind mm -hmm. of a new point. But he had a crazy good game. I was surprised he didn't score earlier. <laughs> I was too. And the the best thing about what Sagan got to do is that he got he got that goal. He he needed a goal and he's he, yeah, I know he's he funny with it. He did. And I know it's not exactly the season we were hoping from Tyler Sagan, but he has definitely been better this year compared to last year and even the year before. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, Sagan has been excellent defensively. And and really, most of it has been since they got Domi and, and they're starting to roll again. I mean, I, I'm really excited for Marchment to come back and watch that line just start rolling again. Domi 
finally looks like he's setting back, settling back down into that position as well with finally getting taken back. And back to Miller, I want to see him shoot the puck more like that. I mean, the dude, it was crazy. It, he he had three shots on Golden Knight, and he probably had another three or four that just missed completely. But it, his slap shot is kind of scary. The I don't know if you saw the I can't even think of the word the speedometer that the Valley Sports Southwest had it in the bottom right corner, but his hardest shot tonight was 98 miles per hour. I mean, can you imagine being in front of a shot like that? Most people don't get 98 miles per hour on their slap shot. It's normally like in the mid 80s, maybe around 90, something like that. And then only the players that really, really have an amazing slap shot can get 95 and above. So I I, I would love to see Miller shoot that more often because his his slap shot is a insane weapon. And honestly, I thought a lot of that was because of who he played with tonight. I mean, Harley played amazing tonight, in my opinion. That was, for playing your first game of the NHL season, that was an outstanding game. He played really good defensively. He made really good, smart passes. He made some great stretch passes out of his zone. He didn't seem to have a problem getting out of his zone at all. And it, it, the, the only thing we didn't see from him really was uh, his offense tonight which is kind of the thing that people talk about a lot. But if he's getting those those zone exits from his own end, that's what we need the most, honestly. He had a couple of turnovers, mostly in the third period, when it was kind of a moot point when the Stars were already up 5 nothing or 5-1. But I thought he, he played I thought he played just fine tonight. Um, I thought I he mean, looked that's really it, good. That, that's exactly what we needed, I mean, from him. We, we didn't need him to be, you know a dynamite player. We didn't need him to go out and score a goal for us, even though that would be nice for him to get on there. Cause that is kind of his kind of his game. He does play the offensive side of the puck more, but he, he was perfectly fine, which is exactly what we needed. And at times he looked invisible, which if you're a defenseman, that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially if it's your first game in the NHL since last season. Yeah. And when I saw this morning that he was going to, he was recalled from the Texas stars. I'm like, he's obviously going to play tonight. I mean, they're, they're not going to recall Thomas Harley if they're not going to play. tonight. Oh, excuse me. So just fantastic by him tonight. I, I, I think there's a couple of areas in his game that I wish he would kind of get a little bit more solid. And I would really feel better about him. I already feel better about him than I do about Hanley or Lundquist, but to really solidify the defense, I really think this guy could be the answer for the Dallas Stars for the, I say for the remainder of the season, for the last five games of the season and then going into the playoffs. I don't think he goes back down, James. I really don't. It, it's really going to depend on if this is a one-off game where he just played really good or if it's re really just how much he's improved. And I, I think it is just how much he's improved just because of, how solid he was all night long, but yeah, but yeah we'll see. That's going to be a, a big thing going forward is to, just to see how he does with more responsibility in the next games. And what I really want to see him is where I really want to see him is against the Vegas golden Knights on Saturday. That game is going to be absolutely huge. The stars have now clinched a playoff spot but I really want to see how he does against the top competition because we're not going to see Nashville in the playoffs. We're not going to see uh, 
I don't know who we're playing, the, the Philadelphia Flyers in the playoffs. We're going to be seeing the Vegases, the Winnipegs, the Minnesotas, those teams. So I'm going to be really curious to see how, how he does against that particular game because that's really the only game that is of real seriousness for the Dallas Stars at this point, I think. Just because of the level of competition. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. But also, uh, it's nice for us that we don't have to play any of those teams. I mean, the yes. Vegas is the Vegas game is the only concerning game for the rest of the season, really. The the rest are teams that are not going to make the playoffs. They're like not in the hunt at all. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bets and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every single day to see what they have in store. Right now, what I'm keeping my eye on is U of H. They're doing really well right now. And just because Chris was persnickety about it, I'm also going for Arkansas to go all the way since AM is now out of the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's get into some of the uh, kind of the rough things tonight. I, I I literally like watched the game, stopped it, and came straight in here to my studio. So I don't know what the solution, oh, well, that's a solution, what the situation is with Robe Hintz. Robe Hintz played a fantastic game like he always does. He's got the Stars going in the first period when, and he was the only goal scorer for the Dallas Stars in the first period when I thought we should have had more. But there it was. There was a little twinge there at the end as uh, Josh and Razor were kind of signing off and sending it to the postgame show. Rope Hintz did not play very much there in the third period. And I actually noticed this before Sagan scored his goal. And I said, why is Sagan out there with Robo and with Pavelski? And I, I, sh- I had some real scariness kind of going through my head at that point. Like, I really hope that he's okay because that would be extremely detrimental to the Dallas Stars going into the playoffs. So I don't know if you've seen uh, anything, James. Did you I, know anything about I him? I honestly didn't even know that we didn't play him for the last couple of minutes, but... Hopefully that's that's not anything wrong. I know the uh, the Predators were hitting hard late in this game. I mean that that's the only thing that I can think. <laughs> and maybe oh okay, Ardell over here. He's he's telling us Jankowski drilled him fine. Um, also Brian Eden, thank you. He's not hurt. They took him out considering the score. Okay, that's fair. Confirms maintenance, no injury. Okay, thank you guys because I I honestly did not know. And uh, that's true. If he's got some sort of like minor nagging thing, there's no point in putting him out there when it's five nothing or even five one. So that's okay. That makes me feel a lot better. But still, the, the fact that they took him out 
means there's something there at least that's minor that he can still play on. So that that needs to be something that we need to be concerned about going forward is watching the health of Rope Hints. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he's a great player and he's an amazing player. First line center, no doubt. He's having a career year as well. But he has had injury issues in the past couple of years. So yeah. we, we need to see if we can keep him going and make sure that uh, he's healthy for the playoffs, especially. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also wanted to get into some of the play calling tonight. I, I thought some of the, the play calling by the refs, some of the power plays that were called, especially the first couple on both sides were kind of stupid. And I, I didn't feel like they were necessary to be totally honest with you, James, because at that point, I thought it was a pretty good game. Dallas started off really well, and they pressed really early, probably should have had a couple of extra chances. But Nashville hung around, and UC Soros kind of kept them around. And then I, I really felt like that the power plays kind of messed with the the flow of the game and the chemistry of the game a little bit. Well, Is that uh, that's fair? What, that's what power plays do. Penalties typically break up how the flow of the game goes. That's part of the game <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a problem stupid power plays i, I thought I, they were stupid calls there were like two or three tripping calls and high sticking calls i mean you have to call those speaking of uh, power plays and penalty kills poor ty delandria he <laughs> got punched did. in the face he's <laughs> bleeding and they're like no it's not a penalty oh man what the, like the if it's not guy. high sticking it's, it's like roughing right like I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand how they how that's not a penalty. I guess they just I mean he, he kind of did put himself in that situation a little bit. Let's be honest. He went in to go check him against the boards and the dude pushes back and hits him in the nose. Yeah, it's like straight in the face. It, it was a solid hit to the face, too. And then literally like two minutes later, it happens again, but right it's, it's actually high sticks. Yeah. This. He had a rough night. <laughs> Um, and then another player I did want to talk about, uh, Sherwood for the Nashville Predators. That guy's got some snarl. He's got some snarl. Uh, they I did like, like finding those players, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they, they always seem to find him. Like Tanner Janot got traded over to Tampa Bay for quite a haul. Holy crap, Cal Foot and like five draft picks. But uh, I liked how he played. He, he he was really in people's face and stuff like that. But I did want, I did really, really want Jamie Ben to punch him in the face. Like, really badly, I wanted him to. Yeah. But, I mean, when you just beat them on the scoreboard, it's good enough. Especially uh, when it, when you're ahead by four goals. Don't, don't go fighting six, with five games left in the regular season. And I you're know, going to the playoffs, no, they're not. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, here's like, the thing, James. You're thinking logically, and I'm thinking, I just want to pound the freaking Peacats into the ground. And especially after Sherwood went after Delandria, when it was obvious that he got high stick, the guy went like over his head. It, it, you couldn't miss it. And yeah, he, he was just like under oh, his chin and, and raked and then, his face. And, and then he went there and like cross-checked him in between the benches, like it in between plays. I'm like, that's too. stupid. And then he also took runs at uh, Pavelski. Which that really pissed me off. And then he also took a, a run at Miro, which I'm less pissed off about because I know that Miro can handle it. But I mean, Pavelski is such an important piece to this team, as is Miro. Miro is used to taking hits like that just because he's a defenseman. 
But Pavelski was in the defensive zone in the corner, and Sherwood took a run at him. And I was just like, uh, no, no, someone please tell this youngster or whoever the heck this guy is to cut it out. Here's a knuckle sandwich. Shut up. Get yourself on the bench. And even better, how about we punch you, you bleed, and we send you off to get repairs back in the locker room. If I know that's not earlier, logical, James, but that's what if I If it was mean. earlier in the game, I wouldn't have minded it. But when you're when you're winning by four goals late in the third, please But don't. isn't that like the perfect time to do it, though? No. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. don't get hurt in a nonsense game. James, you're supposed to, like, patronize me. Come on now. No. <laughs> I will not entertain. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. Um... Anyways, uh, th- there's so many other things that we could we could talk about. Uh, the robo chant that broke out at eight and a half minutes remaining in the third period. Uh, good for the American Airlines Center to acknowledge that, and and you know, such a humble play by Robo to kind of stand up and acknowledge the crowd uh, right after that. After he was acknowledged on the jumbotron, um, you he's know, been ridiculous. <laughs> he's been ridiculous. Um. I, I do want to talk about Johnston a little bit because especially in the first period, I thought there were a couple of passes that were, I mean, for lack of a better term, I can't think of anything else right now because I'm so tired. It's late, but they just weren't very good. They, they, they were, and it wasn't like a pass in the offensive zone. One pass was in the defensive zone. It led to a turnover. And then there was another one that was in the neutral zone that wasn't as good. Uh, did you notice I, those at all? Or is it just me? I didn't notice them. I, and I think I noticed one turnover that he had, but I mean, he just has so many other plays that he does well defensively in his own zone too. It's just like, that's not something that you worry about. (laughs) And that's what I was going to jump on too, is the fact that he actually spent time on the penalty kill tonight as well. And he got robbed like two or three times, at least twice by Soros. So, I mean, I know it's not exactly the right thing to think this way, but I mean, if you are going to make turnovers like that and they're going to lead the goals, the least you can do is go the other way and score. Yeah. Yeah. So, he had 17 he minutes on, on tonight. So 17 minutes for him. It, it, who's supposed to be third line. It, that's, that's a lot of time on ice. This team is looking really good, James. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm super excited. The last three games, I've been super excited. I wasn't upset about the Colorado game for obvious reasons. But, and again, I know it's Arizona and I know it's Nashville, but the way that they played both of those games, when they they finally got going, was dominant. And then when they needed a big save from Wedgwood or from Otter, they were both there to stop it. And it was timely saves, which is something that we hadn't seen from Ottinger through mostly February. We saw it through March a little bit, but now we're starting to see those timely saves at the right time. And when and then when they finally get it going, they're taking it. So I, I mean they're they're taking advantage of their opportunities. And it seems like this team is really starting to ramp up at the right time five games before the end of the season. Yeah. I mean we we really didn't give any of I mean we played uh, the Blackhawks, and we played the Coyotes, Avalanche, and now the, the Predators. I mean, three of those games, I mean, the, the other team didn't really have a chance for most of the game. In one of the game, we we 
played a game the the night before, 24 hours before. It's it so yeah, and honestly the one the one game that we lost against the Avs, we were in for most of the game in bar a very weak push into a goaltender that game I think would have swung the other way. So I, I I'm really excited want to get into the postseason. All right, let's end it with biggest winner and biggest loser tonight, James. Who you got? There's a lot to choose from. Uh, biggest winner, uh, Jason Robertson, obviously. 4.9 again. 10 points in four nights, three games. And to both break Madonna's record of a single season point record and get make it to 100 points and passed. Dude's crazy. Yeah, he's at 101, right? Yeah, he's at 101 he's at... now. For da- first Dallas star in history to be triple digits in the scoring department, that's that's absolutely insane. And he's not even going to get close to winning the uh, what's it called? Isn't there like a points trophy? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Whatever. Uh, who, who's your biggest loser tonight, James? Nils Lundqvist. <laughs> Yeah, I that that was gonna be my Thomas Harley looked really good, man. <laughs> I don't know that he's that he's gonna get another chance unless someone gets hurt. And I mean, maybe when that time comes, he'll be relied upon. But right now, I mean, even Hanley is above him right now, so he's number eight on the death chart for the Dallas Stars right oh, now. So. Also, also the Minnesota Wild. Because oh, yeah. they lost in overtime. We get first in the division again. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to do my biggest loser first. Uh, my biggest loser I was going to give to Nils Lundqvist just because they had to go outside of the team to find a replacement for him. And, I mean, Harley looked good. I, I don't see any reason why he won't play Thursday or Saturday even. Um, I, I think he's going to have a short leash. And if he plays badly or costs the game for the stars on Thursday or Saturday, then I would expect to see Hanley in there again for maybe a game before Harley gets back in. But yeah, that's unfortunate for Nils Lundqvist. He just hasn't played. He's been good offensively. He's been fine. It's, but it's just the defensive side of the game. And for whatever reason, the coaching staff just doesn't trust him. So, and that's unfortunate for him, but for my biggest, my biggest winner since you gave it to Jason Robertson, it honorable mention to Jason Robertson because he deserves an honorable mention. I'm going to give mine to Scott Wedgwood. If it wasn't for Scott Wedgwood in the second period when it was kind of bleh, like the Stars weren't necessarily playing bad, but they just weren't getting any ozone time. They didn't get a, a shot until like the nine-minute mark of the second period. Then this game is not 5-1 to one at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. But why the heck can Dallas Stars goaltenders not get shutouts? <laughs> it seems like every single time it gets so close and I started thinking about it and he's like, oh, no, he lets yeah. one in. And they've had a couple of shutouts this year too, right? They've had a couple, but yeah, Otter has like they four shutouts. So, <laughs> like, it feels like they could have so much more, especially like when Ottinger was first starting to take over as the starting goaltender. There were so many games when it was like two to nothing or like, three to nothing or something like that. And it's like the end of the game. Like the last minute of the game. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like he should have like so many more shutouts, Ottinger especially, but it is what it is. And he still it, is for this season. Yes. 
Yeah, he still has four of the season. That's 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 crazy. And and you know what, Ardell, I'll give Ardell a shout out since he's such a loyal listener of the show. The, we love the you, Ardell. Line. <laughs> it is yeah, the whole first line. Pavelski all, had a great game. Agreed. They all score again, like in the like in the Coyotes game. That's for the only only the third time all season. Yep, and we need to see them do that against Vegas. I, I know we have a game Thursday against Philadelphia, but I really don't care about that game. I'm looking at the Vegas game. So we'll see how they do against that team when the time comes. Anything else, James? The Wilds suck. So do the Avs. We're going Dallas for first is, in the division. Dallas is first in the division right now. Now Colorado does have two games in hand on us. <laughs> no, they suck. <laughs> They're bad. So... We'll have to be rooting for uh, the opponents of the Avalanche right now. If we can keep pace right now with Minnesota, we will be first or second in the division, I think. So we'll see how that goes. But, guys, we I really do appreciate y'all staying up with me. There's 18 people that are, are up with us at 12-11 on a Tuesday morning. And in a, in a game that us. ended like two or three hours ago. Right. So, again, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I, I I really feel the love right now that you guys are are willing to just listen to us live right now. And even though, especially me, even though you you've been waiting for me for like two hours, I really appreciate it. Just a busy night tonight. Uh, basically, my for my job, my band's version of a star test is coming up on Thursday, and that's like a standardized test for band. It's it's a big deal. So we had our last. Monday night rehearsal before that uh, happens on Thursday. So we're really looking forward to that. Hope my kids do well. But go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com. Thank you, DraftKings Sportsbook, for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. Along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening. Since Chris is not here, James will have to do it for him. James, take us out. GG, boys. Let's go!